Hi, and welcome to the Scent Wins podcast. Our vision is to see lives transformed, hope restored, and freedom found through Jesus. We hope that you enjoy this talk. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. Do you know, it's so lovely to see everyone. It feels like a while since we've gathered together as church community on a Sunday morning. So it's great to see you all. Well, the new year, you know, we've already prayed about the new year, haven't we? The new year brings so many promises of a new start, of resolutions. Anyone done some New Year's resolutions this year? Yeah, a few hands going up. Nikki, what's yours? Did you hear that? To get no parking tickets, no speeding fines, and no admission charges. Oh, Nikki, I think we need to have a conversation later. (laughs) So yeah, often we have lots of resolutions, don't we? And often people look at the new year as, in a sense, a bit of a reset for life. Well, I would love to make this suggestion for you this new year. Start, church community, start with the good news of Christ. Start this year focusing on the good news of Christ. Say yes to the encounter and the formation that God brings to your life. And my prayer for you and for me is that we would, God would form us in a greater measure with Jesus, walking with Jesus this year, changed forever by his grace and by his call on our life. You know, for me, that is the resolution that I long to stand on. Every year, that's my resolution. My desire is to be more like Jesus. I want to end this year being more like Jesus than I am today. Does that sound like a good resolution this morning? Yeah. So we're starting a new sermon series at the beginning of this new year, and it's called The Announcement of Good News. The Announcement of Good News. For anyone under the age of 40, that's a telephone. You might not realize that, but that's a telephone. You're hearing the good news, hearing the good news. And we're going to be reading around uh, Isaiah 61, Isaiah 61, and we're going to be spending the next few weeks looking at that passage in Isaiah, which is the prophecy, the foretelling of good news that was to come. And so I'd love you, you, there are some Bibles out around and about you. It's also going to come up on the screen, but you know how I love us to get real Bibles out. So there should be Bibles dotted around. Grab a Bible, find Isaiah Isaiah is in the middle of your Bible. If you close it and then open it, you'll probably find Isaiah in the middle there. Um, Isaiah chapter 61. So grab those and find Isaiah 61. And we're going to be reading in a moment from the first verse onwards. Now, let's put this into a little bit of context. Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, was writing um, to the Jewish people. And he was writing at a time, and he was speaking, he didn't really write, he was speaking at a time when the Jewish people, the nation of Israel, was under enormous persecution. And the Jews at that time, they were longing for breakthrough. And they were longing for freedom from oppression. 
They, those of them that were still in the land of Israel, they had been invaded multiple times by different countries, all surrounding Israel. And a number of them had been take, taken captive, and they had been taken to different places around the ancient Near Far East. And uh, Israel was just a nation besieged, and they were absolutely oppressed, left-hand side, right-hand side. They just felt that there was no hope. And they were looking for someone who would come and rescue them. And the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah was a man and he heard greatly from God. And the prophet Isaiah came and he brought the good news of God to the people of Israel. And here in these verses, Israel brings the story, the good news of one who would come and bring freedom. And over the next six weeks, we're going to unpack what that prophecy meant for the Jews and how it joins with the beautiful story of redemption for humanity that's told in the greater Bible story. You know, last year, I think it was last year, we had a series called the God's Big Story. And in God's Big Story, we, look at the, we looked at the whole of the story of uh, the Bible from Genesis right through to Revelation. And the wonderful thing is, is that there's prophecy upon prophecy that is told from the very beginning of the Bible story right the way through. And it's like this fantastic arc of joined up good news that's linked here and there from Old Testament to New Testament. And it's God's good news for his people. God's good news for his people. And then amongst that, we're going to look at what the idea of reset means for us as individuals and us as a community. So we're going to read this together. Now, we're going to do this. I'm not going to read it to you today. I'm going to get you to do a bit of work with me. Because this is a, these are verses that we're going to get to become very familiar with over the next few weeks. And so we're going to read this out loud all together. Okay, so if you haven't got a Bible near you, it's up on the screen. So let's read together. Verse one, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Amen. So this series, the announcement of good news, it's all about the gospel. Gospel means good news, the good news, the power of the gospel of Jesus. And our vision statement here as a church community is who gets 10 million points for getting this right? Our vision statement is to see lives. 
Oh, so brilliant. So good. Okay, so see lives transformed, to see hope restored, and to see freedom found in Jesus. And you might have noticed that the words and the essence, in a sense, of our vision statement, they're taken directly from Isaiah 61. You know, there's no accident there. When I was praying about what I felt God was calling us to be as a church community three or four years ago now, when I was first invited to come and be the vicar here in this parish, I felt this was what the Lord said to me. And he said, I want you to shape this church around my prophetic statement in Isaiah 61. And so that's why we took those words. That's why we've shaped them. And that's why they are so resonant for us as a church community. And the words and the essence of our vision, uh, they are so important as we link Jesus into them. You see, for the Jews, they didn't know who they were looking for. They were just looking for this mythical person who was going to come and be a superhero, really. They had no idea what that was really going to look like. But for us, we root that vision statement in Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ. Why? Well, turn with me to the New Testament. So maybe keep a finger in Isaiah 61 for a moment. We're going to flick over to the New Testament and we're going to go to the Gospel of Luke. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So if you find the Gospel of Luke in the New Testament and then you turn to chapter 4 in that Gospel, maybe somebody could shout out the page number for me. That might be quite helpful. 1,030, 1,030, there we go. Luke 14, uh, Luke 4, verse 14. Let's read, I'm going to read this for you. So this is, uh, this is what Jesus, this is the account of Jesus, the gospel of Luke, all about the life and times of Jesus Christ. And, and in this chapter, Luke has already in previous chapters described um, how Jesus met John the Baptist and he was baptized in the River Jordan, the very beginning of his adult ministry. And then he went into the wilderness for 40 days where he encountered battle, spiritual battle and oppression from Satan, from the devil. And then he came back from that time. And then we pick up in chapter four. And this is what happens. Chapter four, verse 14. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit and news about him spread through the whole countryside. And he was teaching in their synagogues and everyone praised him. And he went to Nazareth, where he'd been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And unrolling it, he found the place where it is written. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And the spirit of the Lord is upon me. I missed that bit out actually in the, in the, in the words. Has that come up for you? No, okay. He, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, and to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then he rolled up the scroll and he gave it back to the attendant and then he sat down. But the eyes of everyone was on him in the synagogue. 
They were fastened on him. And then Jesus began by saying this to them. Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Mic drop moment. Boom. Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. So what does Jesus mean? What did it mean? Well, he was basically saying, guys, I am the one who has been sent. It is me. What an extraordinary thing to say. He was saying to those Jews who knew their biblical, their Torah, their, their, their words of the, of the Bible so well. They knew their scriptures so well. And he was saying this prophecy that has been written and has been read out in synagogues for centuries is all about me. And today in this synagogue, you get to hear it from me. Wow. You see, our testimony and our belief is that it's Jesus who brings life. Jesus who brings hope. Jesus who brings freedom. You see, that prophecy in Isaiah is rooted in Jesus Christ. It's a prophecy that was written and spoken and then fulfilled centuries later in Jesus. And that's why we have that as our vision statement here in this church, because it's all about Jesus. We hope that you enjoyed this week's talk. Thank you for listening.